0: Yo, check it out. This is Gourmet Season. I am Dot Fresher along with cow means cow really means it eat good live better Where we cover the best restaurants in town we also cover the illest events in chicago from shows art galleries etc if it's ill if it's rocking we are there vibe with us
1: grow with us as you know hashtag it gourmet season one love aight yes yes y'all this is the gourmet season yeah, and man. we are here today with a very special guest of ours you know we we at the gourmet season we like to bring uh, bring you up closer personal with a lot of our favorite uh, creative people here in Chicago Definitely. and uh, we, we you know we're gonna look to do that throughout uh, the course of this podcast as we keep going forward and today we have one of our favorite people or favorite MCs here in Chicago. He's really more than an MC. He's a super MC for one. But he's a multi-hyphenate. He's super a super duper MC, super MC, <laughs> producer, entrepreneur, show promoter. This man is out here doing it big real big. He's a renaissance man and he is the man they call Neek. What's up, Nick? Uh, what's Nick? going on, man? Look, I'm gonna show it. some love. Me, <laughs> man. All right, wrap
0: it up. Yeah, Look, all right, wrap
1: finally, it up. I've been, been talking to this brother for about six months about getting him on some Regal Radio programming, yeah. and uh, it's, it's finally, we're finally getting it done, man. So, you know, how, c- thank you first for uh, making the time for yeah, us. We appreciate it. And, uh, no,
2: thank y'all for making the time for me. I really appreciate that bringing me down and the whole introduction and just the fact that. You're so, in, you know, in tune to what I'm doing Like, I really appreciate that, man Seriously Oh, man, it,
1: it's easy It's easy, too, man, because you out here hustling and, and, like you said, just being a, a appreciator of, of True hip-hop artists, you know And, and yeah. true Chicago artists you're, yeah. you're a guy who has been on my radar For a while, and, and you know Really good to to get you at, at a time Where uh, you seem to be really Got a lot going for you mm-hmm. uh, You know, first off, we got this Uh big show coming up on monday uh yeah. monday june 11th yes. yes and uh you're headlining with uh chris crack yep. science yep
2: and uh what's what's the rest of the uh, johnny nyu johnny, johnny NYU. nyu so you got oh, a yeah.
1: couple couple of new york artists yeah, coming two of in the to yeah huh? we
2: we always talked about uh show swapping so if if you remember, they brought me out to, uh, well, jo- uh, John NYU, Johnny. He brought me out to Friends and Lovers Where? in Brooklyn. Okay. okay. So in exchange, I wanted to bring him out here to shoot. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, just doing some show swapping, cultural you know. exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brooklyn's Trying dope
0: me. too, man. A lot of creatives, a lot of. Like, yeah,
2: he was like out Brooklyn. there recently, man. Oh, love Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Love yeah, New yeah. York. Period.
1: Yeah, I love New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It, it, it's good to, to have love, between, you know, between because I know a lot of people say there's similarities between Brooklyn and, in particular, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you know, we like we got a couple of homies out in Brooklyn ourselves, and mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely good to see you know like-minded artists. I I know I like uh, Science. I've I've heard a couple of projects from him. Yeah, uh, on, on SoundCloud that I was really impressed with. So. Uh, that's that's somebody definitely I would uh, recommend seeing. Of course, uh, Chris Crack is another Chicago dude who uh, is on the map. Just released right? yeah. the album you know, too. Yeah, yeah, just, can uh, just we, past can Friday. We be right? friends? Yeah.
0: Um, Chris Crack is 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 ill.
1: Chris, he's one of my <laughs> he's, he's one a wild of my, dude.
0: He's, he's a wild dude, but you know, just that all out. You know, what I'm saying don't 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 care. Just rhyme pattern. He could take it on some hip hop or have like a three six. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, influencing his music as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely rock with uh Chris Crack, the whole Vince Spencer. You know what I'm saying that mm-hmm. whole movement as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all check out that uh that album too as well.
1: Yeah, the Chris Spencer stuff is is real, is real dope shit there. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Chris, and you know, just back to Chris, like he just he himself, you know, take it or leave it. He's gonna give you him, and I can respect that. Yeah. I always loved that about him. He didn't. He never shapeshifts for anything, you know. He's mm-hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. What, whatever you what you see is what you get, and you have to honor that and respect that. And on top of the fact that he's talented, yeah. the, really talented. Yeah.
1: And and looking at this show, you know, I've been able to see you uh, quite a bit in, in a couple of different uh, venues, and mostly I've seen you at um, the arcade, uh, uh, Emporium. Emporium, Emporium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you've done a, you've done a run of shows up there, yeah. And I've uh, seen in a couple other spots. For what? A, what is? Uh, have you performed at Shubas before? Is this uh, your I, first
2: time? I, no, this is my second time. Uh, I partnered with two good friends of mine, Christian Elise and Jacob Thomas, when I did the uh, album release show for Paramore my last album.
1: Okay. 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 So
2: I did uh, did that um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I think. But yeah, Shubas, that was it was dope that night too. I had did it with. Uh, Chicago Turntable, Authority, and uh, Thelonious Martin. You know? Oh, right. So we went up okay. there okay. and Thomas rocked out. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, really? yeah, yeah,
1: real Yeah. So I, I, it seems like this is a show that you're investing a lot in. What What would you as as far as your you know pitch to people out there who who are who know you or getting to know you? As far as you know, what do you think will can, can be special? About this upcoming show What what, do you, what would be your The main drawing point
2: Well It's two things Number one I'm Starting to gear up To introduce people To new records That's coming out On my album Quez Bar Okay So I'm When I start When you start me uh, When you start seeing me Doing shows And start amping up shows And I'm not necessarily Promoting shows For other people You know it's an album On the way Got it So, so
0: you said right. Quez, Bar,
2: Quez Bar is uh, the title Yeah um, Quest Bar It's uh. It's The the root word is means vulnerability in the, uh, in the Dutch language. Okay. So, I mean, essentially, that's kind of like the whole spill of that album. It's just raw, uncut emotion, as personal as it can get. And uh, I'm starting to gear up for that album, and Shubas is like one of the starting points, one of the shows that I'm going to be uh, introducing. Maybe a record here and there, you know, okay. coming from the album. Okay. And then number two... Science and John NYU coming in from New York. They never performed in Chicago. So I wanted to, you know, bring them out to Chicago, see how we do things here and uh let Chicago see them, you know, see New York artists Mm -hmm. doing their thing and uh Really trying to expand and you know and cross brand and cross network.
1: Yeah, that's great. that's that's a nice couple of reasons to go out there if
2: anything else.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, definitely, and and of course you mentioned Quasbar, and uh, you know that's you say you got a uh, tours later in we talked a little bit before a uh, little later summer early fall you may be yeah, looking I'm, to bring uh, that out.
2: Well, yeah, I'm looking to bring it out early fall. So right now, me and Rasheed Hadi is in the studio mixing, mastering everything. Okay. He, uh, you know, the first couple of sessions have been phenomenal. You know, Rasheed is really bringing these records to life, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about what I'm hearing. Rasheed idea On the beat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rasheed ID. <laughs> <Hadida. laughs> El, El Chapo. El Chapo, definitely.
1: definitely. So, um, and, Rashid, and Rashid, of course, is, is going to play a part in mixing and mastering the records, but the beats are all Stemming from you, right? Yeah. This is I, your first time you're doing that.
2: I, yeah, this is the uh, first time I've released a project where I produced everything front to back. I mean, obviously, I brought in other people in terms of musicians and, you know, co-production. But right. as far as the structure, the main structure of the production, I did everything. So everything was orchestrated from the ideas that I had mm-hmm. and collaborations that I thought would be great for the album. Okay.
0: So mm-hmm.
2: you you definitely, like uh, musicians, like bassists, Jeremy Jones, guitarist, George Watson from Deep Fade, Slot A came in and worked on a record that I did what? with our speaker, uh Sam Trump oh, uh, right. from Sidewalk Chalk. Uh he's on it as well. Um Rita J. Okay. Got some vocals from um, her um, Rasheed, obviously. Yeah. He dropped a verse on there, played some keys on the track. So yeah, I gotta I, it's a it's a really solid album. It's very soulful, very retro. said say that. Or organic feel yeah, yeah. and sound too? Yeah, very organic um, live instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the favorite records that that I liked to listen to came from the 70s. Okay. So when I was producing the record and I was <clears throat> digging for samples and thinking of ideas to produce the record, I'm in the record store and I'm looking at everything from 72 to 76, right before that disco era okay. and right after... Um, uh, the era was synthesizers start coming in. Okay. okay, so you'll hear a lot of that in the album. You know, a lot of, lot of soul, so, lot of soul.
0: So you're digging in the crates.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I was so, in to the to crates to get
0: those vibes going with this with this uh, project. Uh, sounds like yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I was. I mean, I was all over the city. High Park Records, Logan Square. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Logan, Logan Hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, reckless Price, records, Price, records Sugar Records, yeah. uh, the record store in Forest Park. Oak Park Records I was everywhere Oh he's
0: moving around Yeah that's, that's digging and, and traveling So <laughs> I
2: know,
1: know there's a spot You Like I said uh, You just put me you, You've you helped put me On the 606 in Pilsen that's, Yeah 606 That's another nice yeah. spot too yeah. Yeah. yeah I
2: just did The uh, pop up show there um, I was It was so I did a pop up show there To sell And create a meeting place For people that wanted to buy Hard tickets for shows. Okay And I tell you When I was there I'm trying to focus on curating the show And getting everybody organized And I'm sitting there looking at records like I mean, I need about 30 minutes just to go <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right Because I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I may see my loop. next song right here, you know uh-huh. these
0: loops real quick, gotcha yeah, yeah. So
2: shout out to Drew, man, great guy okay. uh, 606 out in Pilsen 1808 South, Alport Street Go shop with him
1: Yeah, right uh, yeah. right across from um, the Thalia, right? Thalia yeah. Hall, yeah Okay yep. Yeah, it's good location That's like
0: on 26th Street, right? Or mm. or is
1: it? What was the address? Eighteen oh eight South Al. Eighteenth Street. Okay. Yeah, it's right okay. over It's all eighteenth. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. pretty much all eighteenth. But yeah, uh, you, you talk about like the <laughs> how uh, hard it is not to dig and everything. It mm-hmm. seems like you know for you, you know, you you came into the game as an MC. You made your name as an MC. Yeah. But now, and as you get more to producing, you know how. How, what does that do for you as an artist as far as repositioning you or re, uh, you know, just re-energizing your spirit as a creator?
2: Well, number one, it gives me a different outlet to express that creative energy. Because any, I mean, I don't know how other artists are or other songwriters. Sometimes you run out of stuff to talk about. And not that there's nothing to talk about. That's it's just true. that you need to live a little bit.
0: You can get repetitive. You can get redundant. Yeah. So um, I
2: like to kind of... Yeah. Sometimes I like to step away from writing and just live. Like, experience things. You know, see things from a different perspective and then come back. and Because the way I operate, I can finish an album in less than a month. You know, I, when I get in the zone, like... I'm knocking out one or two songs a day. So really.
0: do, you, do you write typically in the studio? So do you knock out your 16s and, yeah, and everything in the studio? Or do you go home and sit on them for a couple of days? Or 90% kind of in process? the studio,
2: 10% outside of the studio. And uh, okay. I started that process. I used to be the opposite. I used to couldn't write in the studio at all okay. until I started working with Slot, uh, slot A. We would uh, work on records right on the spot. And we'll be looking at the clock, and he'll be like, you got three hours to finish this song. Okay. and then I kind of picked up that skill set you know doing records with him okay so but so it reversed so now it's like I have to catch the creative juice right there in the moment and I can finish the song right then and there and record it in less than three hours easy
1: how's the process with Hadi? Is it more, the, the, how, and more <laughs> how in regards to time or you know the way that you guys sort of maybe work off each other
2: yeah it's it's pretty much the same I mean Hadi is Pretty versatile. Uh, sometimes, you know, you'll go into the studio, and he'll play you a lot of records. Like, it's <sighs> This man has eight hundred beats in one folder. Like that's how many records he got, you know, in one folder. And he probably has about thirty. Wow, man. So you'll sit there for hours just going through. These, I mean, me and Fillmore have sat there for hours beat you want the, oh, I want this one I want that one I want this one and then sometimes he'll set up and he'll make the beat right on the spot and we'll make the record right on the spot. Yeah. So it just really depends on what move we're in and you know where we're at. You know so and it depends on how deep moves. Sometimes he he don't want to play any beats. He wanna make it right then and there fresh. Yeah. And, and sometimes some-
0: that's the best direction to go because everyone can you know add some input right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying as far as the beat, the tone you know speed it up or a little bit more bass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that's always uh, right there on the spot. It's always a good it's a good way to, to make beats and, and produce as well too.
2: So. yeah, and when, and when you get used to working with people, you kind of understand their nuances. So I know like if I'm if if Hadith thinks I'm not feeling something, he knows how to switch gears and create something else. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, it's just it is good where everybody's in the mix and in the creative process mm-hmm. because everybody voice gets out. You know, and it just mm-hmm. makes for a better song
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, at the end of
0: the day it was more day. collaborative yeah yep. I and,
1: and you know just thinking of Subject matter wise, and and I know you're you're a writer who you know thinks pretty deeply and 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 really focuses on a lot of different things. You know, be it personal or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, society. You know, you, uh, you know, socially, you may think you, you've written about a lot of different things on mm-hmm. record, and, and you're not a definitely an empty artist. I would say at all very mm-hmm. uh, thought provoking artist. So, how did you approach your subject matter on this album in in regards to is is it uh, is is in line with the the work that you've done in the past, or is it, you know, a, a, an evolution or of sorts or any type of yeah. change in mind? I,
2: I I definitely think it was an a evolution. Uh, with Paramore, my last album, um, it was pretty much a melting pot. If you listen to it, pretty much you can find any sound, any melodic vibe. Pretty much a conceptual record personal record a fun record I kind of just did a lot of different things and brought it together you know Mm -hmm. with this album it was just more centered around the things that I felt vulnerable about the things that I was afraid to talk about the things that brought fear to me when I thought about it so I kind of zoned in on it you know on those type of topics you know so this record is pretty it's pretty Solid in terms of the flow all the way through there's not a lot of up and down it's kind of like from start to finish okay the mood is pretty much mirroring one record after the next Mm. you know okay it's
1: it's very interesting man I I, I know this is pretty interesting time in life for you in general you're uh you know, you've got a couple of graduations this
2: this year. <laughs> yeah. You guys, your, your daughter's graduating? Yeah, my daughter just graduated. Um, she just graduated eighth grade. She's getting ready to go to high school. I'm a young dad. I started young. Don't ask me how young.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: I started young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm graduating from DePaul, a double demon, uh, with a Master of Science degree in Entrepreneurship. Okay.
1: Um oh, congratulations yeah, definitely yeah. on that. Congrats yeah. on that yeah. for sure. Thank that, you. That's I mean it's pretty significant, man, just to have that sort of like look at that you know, it's looking at both ways. You know, you're looking at your daughter who's transitioning into this important time of her life, you know, getting into high school, but you are also having continuing your education and yeah. you've been able to make this this mark and now you're leaping forward. With new knowledge and everything, and yeah. just, you know, how has that affected you right
2: now? Well, the the thing is, is that with the the new knowledge and just the new experiences that I received at DePaul, it made me more society driven. So, thinking about things outside of you and how it affects other people. You know, we think of business and we think of capitalism, all for self, me, me, me. Let me make as much money as I can in this business, right. build it up, build equity in it, and sell it off, make the most money, and do it all over again. But now, uh, with the knowledge that i acquired from DePaul, it just makes me think about people, what I'm doing, design thinking, how it affects them. And, you know, it helps me as an artist because a lot of artists, I feel, don't understand that when they do things or how they do things, They don't consider the end user. They don't consider the person that is experiencing them. And they put them in situations, whether it's how their music is consumed, uh, the the type of shows they throw, the type of events that they bring them out to. They don't think about how people are being affected and how um, they could be really shortchanging themselves. You know, for example, you know, you have an artist that's having a show on a Monday night way on the north side, but the majority of their fan base is in the south side. Yeah, yeah. And then they get mad that nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have thought of, if you would have did a design thinking approach, you would have said, okay, if it's a Monday night, let me start the show earlier. Number one, yeah. people got, like to get home.
0: Which, yeah, yeah, on number, Monday, yeah.
2: Number two, <laughs> let me find a location near my fan base. First of all, let me go through my social media accounts and let me figure out where my fan base is. Look at the demographic, right? Yeah, like, what is my age demographic? What are are some of the people that listen to me, what do they listen to? What do they do? What are their hobbies? And then you can kind of put yourself in positions where you can experience them on that level more so than something that you've created in your head and trying to force upon somebody. Yeah. that makes sense.
1: That's very interesting because, in our last episode, you know, we we review shows at uh, when we get two shows and get around to them. In our last episode, we reviewed two shows that kind of came up short in that way of thinking, because you know, uh, uh, no dot went to the uh, Action Bronson uh, show up at uh, what was it Concord?
0: Concord Music Hall. Yeah, the, course, the free. Unfortunately, it was disappointing. Yeah, the free it, show.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, and and I went what? to
0: Action Bronson.
1: That, I, yeah. I would expect that show to be packed. What, 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 what? Explain to what it. What was, was crazy disappointing
0: back. So basically what happened With Action Bronson um, He got on He was losing his voice He was hoarse um, Big body Bez is there You know what I mean He's not really a hype man He's more of a character You know what I'm saying Shots out You know Different random things You know what I mean And uh, Action Bronson Kept trying to Get his voice together, you know what I'm saying? Kept throwing down the mic on some funny shit at first. Mm. On some action bronson. Like actually throwing it? Like throwing it down on some action on some oh, Action okay. Bronson yeah. funny type shit. You know what I mean? Um got to the third song, you know, his voice started cracking again. Threw the mic down again, you know what I mean? Start grabbing books and shoes from people out of the audience, signing them. And that's he did that for about twenty-five minutes. He barely performed three songs. <laughs> mm. Action Bronson and he had about maybe probably about 10 blocks of people, you know what I'm saying, like in yeah, line dude. to see Action Bronson. Like a lot of Chicago came out to rock with Action Bronson that day. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was I could line- believe it. Oh yeah, I was in line for about an hour and a half myself, you know what I'm saying? Um so it was It was pretty disappointing man And a lot of what we do here At Gourmet Season You know what I'm saying Like I'm a huge fan of Action Bronson You know what I'm right. saying And the whole Fuck that's delicious Wave 2 as far as his show mm-hmm. You know was kind of influenced me a bit To you know Move forward The combining of right.
1: Like food and culinary the, the, stuff the, And hip hop The and, food and That's kind
0: know. of a, a lot of what Gourmet Season Comes from And kind of the direction We were looking to go As far as you know, actual so
2: he was show. pretty influential to influential to
0: yeah. to what I'm I'm okay. doing now in the show overall. You know what I'm saying? So of course my expectations are pretty high for him to rock a pretty dope show.
2: Yeah, and, um, especially being outside for an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So I don't know whether it was they didn't prepare for the show. He didn't get to sleep. I don't know. if They. <laughs> I, I I didn't know. I don't know if they was baking like crazy backstage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like before they got on, but. His voice was cracking Crazy You know what I mean I've performed and rapped And I know It can be tough When you're losing your voice You know what I mean And you're hoarse And you're trying to get it And you don't have A reliable hype man You know what I'm saying But it was It was definitely A disappointing show Unfortunately Like I'll give Extra Bronson another You know Chance to rock but uh, definitely, meet my expectations. What, that
1: day. what do you think about the responsibility of an artist, even in maybe less than ideal situations? too? yeah, in that to, scenario, yeah, maybe. to provide. Like, have you have you been in a situation where you was trying to rock and you weren't feeling it, or something
2: was wrong with you, like your voice or something like that? And yeah, but you you get through it. And if you can't get Thank through you. it, <laughs> or if you having issues getting through it, like it's okay. You can let your fans know. Like right now. You know, my throat is hurting or XYZ is hurting. You know, bear with me, but we're gonna get through it. I'm gonna give you my all. Because at the end of the day, the fans, you work for them. They are the employer, you're the employee. Right. Mm-hmm. We work for people that want to consume us, it's not the other way around. Right. These are the same people that are paying your bills. That are giving you free press mm-hmm. you know, Through their social media accounts Or whatnot, mm-hmm. And you cannot have the audacity To take that for granted yeah. Because at the end of the day You have to look at each person That has a network of at least a thousand people So if I do something That is off-putting to you I literally did something Off-putting to a thousand people Because mm-hmm. guess what you're going to do You're going to go on social media right. Or you're going to go on your networks mm-hmm. And tell me tell them just like how you're telling me exactly. how terrible that show was Yeah. brand value goes down now anybody that is thinking about seeing me or is considering seeing me I, you, I've hindered my chances of connecting with them mm-hmm. so at any given moment even if I'm not at my best or even if I you know something is going on where I'm dealing with something on a personal level because I'm human you know, I have the right to go through things as well. Right. But you have to communicate with your fans and with people and be human so they can have some humility for you. Right. You can't be... You can't have humility for an Action Bronson if that was the case, if if he didn't, you know, tell or kind of indicate to his fans that, look, I'm hoarse horse right now, and I'm pretty sure Action is, is a good dude. Now, I never met I'm not going to judge anybody. Right. But... You have to be cognizant of that. I'm very cognizant of that. I think about from the minute you see the flyer, from the minute you walk through the door, from the minute you see me on stage to how I sound, everything counts. And I can't put my brand or anything I do in position to make you say, man, I'm not really feeling this and I should have did something else.
1: Do you think larger artists sort of take it for granted? Because some people get... You know, people are still buying tickets for Lauren Hill. <laughs> and she's done a lot to really uh, mess up people's uh, opinion of hers as a performer. I
2: love Lauren, man. You know? uh, yeah, I, I think... blank mission, uh, I think Lauren. It, Yeah, <laughs> I think it's on the same level. I think that uh, you got to have good people around you to, that will tell you the truth and be honest with you and not tell you what you want to hear. Because after one or two shows of you... Not giving it your all, or you're not really into it, so to speak. You need somebody around you that's gonna say, Hey, you look bad, and you're affecting not only um, you, but your fans, and you need to get it together. Right. Like, you okay. need a crew of people around you that will say that. Just like that, no sugar coating Nothing, you know, no placating.
0: Yeah, I've I've to uh, kind of cut into that. I've ran across MCs, um, rappers that I would go and support, and I would notice that, you know, everyone's different. Some people like to drink a bit before their shows. You know what I'm saying? Blow a bit before mm-hmm. their shows, and some people are fine with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they do wonderful, and they're in their zone, and it works for them. Yeah. Um, some rappers, you know, having a couple of drinks is not the best idea, you know what I'm saying, as far as how they sound on stage, what they're saying on stage, how they're interacting with the crowd. So I've ran across, you know, some of my, you know, rap buddies, you know what I'm saying, in the past, where I was like, yo, maybe you might want to drink a little less and not blow as much when (laughs) you perform, like, (laughs) just do that afterwards, you know what I mean, like, you're kind of sloppy on stage, but really just keeping them accountable, you know what I'm saying, because you see them in the studio, you know their passion for what they do, and then you see them live, and it's like, it all falls apart, you know what I mean, and I've, I've seen that.
1: And speaking, uh, time of time of day, and speaking as yeah. a fan, mostly in the Kasuba, yeah. you know, we we'll, we give artists a lot of leeway and a lot of rope, you know, when it comes yeah. to that stuff, because like nine <laughs> out of t- nine times out of ten where the, where the show is being delayed, you're probably assuming, like, yeah, yeah, the artists down there blowing some trees or something, <laughs> or, he, or he, he may be fucking with a, a little chick or something, <laughs> but, but, tricks, but, it, but, but it's like, but, but when the moment comes with that, when the lights drop and the artist gets on the stage, that person who you've waited. All your life to see, or maybe be seen for the tenth time, you know it, it seems to be all worth it. But, but like you said, it's it's it's, it's a meaningful connection there. And, and as an artist, you know you don't want to abuse that, and you know because because there's only so much that audience is gonna take, even the the, the most uh, accepting and the
2: most devoted of us. But the live show is the ultimate selling point. Yeah. Like the the live show is the overall conception of that song being created. That's the end of the song, like the end goal of the creation of the song right. being performed mm-hmm. live. So that's where people who are either on the fence about you become fans, or people who are diehard fans already become an even more diehard fan mm-hmm. and a super fan because they connect with they connect with you at that live show. Like we were saying downstairs, people naturally crave connection. So when you're on that stage, you're giving your all, you're passionate. You you know you're showing humility up there. Like people love and appreciate that. Like people appreciate that humbleness and that drive and that you know that desire to just give everything you got. Mm-hmm. So you can't take that for granted. I will never take that for granted. I don't care if I I don't care if I make. A- $80 million over the next two years. I will never take that for granted. Never, ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Put that on record. Right. I will never take that for granted. What oh,
1: What have been some of the most meaningful, you know, on any number of times where you may have uh, performed in front of somebody and you may have known, you may have realized in, in a moment that you gained a fan or, or that you really impressed someone who may not have known so much about you before?
2: I would say it was a show that I did um, a few years back. It was when before Mr. Browns became Mr. Browns, it used to be Angels and Kings. Okay, okay. Um, over on Chicago. Yeah, oh, uh, so. right off. Uh, no, it's, it, not, not off Chicago. It's the one is downtown now. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So the one I think it's Michigan and yeah, it's right know, over right over this way. Right, right over this Come way. So, right. way. so mm-hmm. I did a show there a couple years back, and it was for. Uh, A project that I did called Love Greater. It was produced entirely by Rasheed and Slot, and I did a song that Rasheed produced. I did a live sidewalk chalk was the backing band, and I did a song called Half, which is pretty much talking about my experiences being a father at a young age with a you know with my child's mother and how it kind of all fell apart and just talking about that whole relationship from beginning to end okay. and literally right when the song ended before I can go to the next song a guy approached the stage in tears mm. like I feel that you you pretty much explained my whole situation from top to bottom mm-hmm. I will never forget you take my email my phone number whatever merch you got let me buy it as soon as you get off the stage and to this day every time I put out an email blast or put up a post for the most part Mm -hmm. this guy is literally still on that post still coming out still showing up still showing love Mm -hmm. and bringing people Mm -hmm. you know so that was the moment where I knew like man that that connection is real and it's important and that's why I never take it for granted Mm -hmm. he literally came up to the stage in tears during the middle of the set and was like you just explained my whole situation I'll never forget this
1: that's that's that, that sort of empathy that you can yeah. get through music. Yeah. As, and that's as the power of music, real man. deep.
2: Yeah. 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 man. That's I mean that's what it is. Music is meant to heal, and for me, it is. And you know, music has different, you know, meanings. You know, it's meant, sometimes you you need it to party. Sometimes you need it to unwind and kind of escape a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, I feel like we are in a day and age where. You can't afford to escape. There's so many other avenues to escape social media and news outlets and all of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, we need something real, something tangible, something that means something. Okay. So that's why it's kind of hard to not always go back to the most vulnerable state of creating music, like your raw emotions. Definitely, definitely. A- uh,
1: Dad, you got anything? Uh, um,
2: jumping out jumping
1: there.
0: Out as you? far as albums, so you're looking to drop this fall for
2: the most part, yeah. right? going dropped this fall. It's already done. Okay. In yeah, the mixing and the mastering phase. Okay. Uh,
1: oh, oh, oh yeah, I, I, I want to. I know I want to get to because we <laughs> we we mentioned that that's there too. Yeah. Now you said Hadi. Hadi is working on your album. Yeah. He's working on. Um, uh, he's working on his album with uh, Phil too. Yeah. Phil and I'm and sure him. he's got his own stuff he's doing. The solo stuff too Yeah Like I, 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 I said before I've said this on uh, Dean Davis too Like he's kind of like Kanye without the bullshit <laughs> And uh
2: <laughs> Easy without the beer. Yeah
1: it, it, But I, I want to get your opinion On <laughs> Kanye Right now And you know This He's He's had the Wyoming movement And you know There's been some issues About his connection To Chicago and stuff And you know, we we can sort of we can sort of kind contextualize this in a larger scale as far as artists from Chicago and what they mean to our city and stuff. But yeah. you know, in your case, you're an artist who is you know for whatever reason you're here and you're stayed here. Yeah. What do you think about the legacy and of of an artist like Kanye and what it's, what's what's what has been sort of going through in recent times?
2: What well, number one, I, I feel like. Kanye, he's always been an idol of mine in terms of his ability to create and his creative genius. I've always valued what he's done, whether you like it or not. He pushes the boundaries. He goes to the next level. Mm -hmm. He's able to spark and do things that a lot of artists can't. And, you know, you can say he got ghost writers and ghost producers and all these people, but at the end of the day, his name is on it it's him he's he's the front person of that yeah. whatnot. not mm-hmm. um you know and everything as far as his legacy and what's going on nowadays and how everything is being transpired I just feel like you know a part of it is marketing you know I feel like a part of what he does is to really get people's attention
0: and get people yeah. you know
2: involved in, in what he's going and what he's going through um But I also feel like, you know, especially with this album, uh, Yay, like I, and to comment on that, I don't think it's a bad album. It wasn't the Yay album I personally wanted, you know? Yeah. But I don't think it's a bad album, and I appreciate the creative boundaries he tried to push with it. But I feel like that you can tell, in a sense, how removed he's been from the city and from a lot of his roots. I feel like mm-hmm. that he's in a place that some of us can only dream of in terms of who he's interacting with, in terms of how every day mm-hmm. his life goes. Like, we would never probably know that level of fame and, you know, his, wealthiness. His accessibility. accessibility that he's going page. through. So yeah, being in that state, you know, you got to be careful about how you judge and say things about certain people because you don't know what they're really going through right. and what they're being exposed to and what they're really dealing with, you know, in the same token, you know, just like he did that album in Wyoming, I would have loved for him to just come home and do it, yeah. you know, how great would that would have been if he would have did that at home, like, being If he brought home, all those
1: artists and all these people, these celebrities and all this stuff and yeah,
2: I mean, it. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, and, and a lot of people... Was criticizing people about that, like, oh man, you know, they ran to Wyoming was dishing them on social media. Yeah, that's nice. But it's a difference if you got a personal invite. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. how many of yeah. us Who's were, turn that down. Yeah, yeah. How many of us would have uh, if Kanye West or Def Jam would've reached out to us and said, Hey, you know, Hop on the floor. I want you to come out to the listening party
1: yeah.
2: of of the album. In Wyoming, in Jackson, Wyoming. Were they
1: like in a barn or something? Most people would have went. Yeah, it was like a farm. I would have like, went. They they were out in the out in the open in a farm. It some like they was talking barn. about horses grazing in the fields of nearby and stuff Crop, like that. Something
0: yeah. out there. Corn, and they had a corn. big. They had, a,
1: they had the 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 big. Uh, F- fire the bar f- uh was the fire in the middle of the bonfire. Yeah. Bonfire, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was it was real, real white. <laughs> I
0: would say <laughs> real white,
1: well. but it it did look kind of
2: fun though. When I looked bonfire at bonfires cool, Yeah, when bonfire.
1: I it looked, looked like at they had a ball.
2: I was like, that looks. I mean, that was a dope idea. Drinking moonshine out there. You know, you just got to be. You know, at the end of the day, like I said, everybody has seen Kanye go through a lot of transitions lately, especially over the last three albums I would say. Since Jesus is when you started seeing this type of progression yeah. musically. You know, but unfortunately like I mean but fortunately you gotta you gotta appreciate it as is. You know, you don't you don't have to be forced to support anything you don't like. If you don't like it, don't support it. But at the end of the day, like allow people the space to be them. Right. You know, whatever that is. Don't mean you have to agree with it. Don't mean you have to back it, but at the end of the day, I believe he earned enough respect to at least be him. You know, he's he's done a lot musically for our culture that you can't, you know, discredit, you know. I don't agree with everything he says. He said a couple things that I'm like, oh, come on, man, really? Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, come on, bro. Yeah. yeah. But, on. At, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to discredit him as an artist or what he's done or the influence that he's had on me because he's had a huge influence on. And, and he's mentioned, you know, stuff that he's
1: dealt with, things with, uh you no know, prescription pills and, and stuff like this and sort of changes that he's been going through mentally and stuff. And, you know, he addressed, addressed that in some ways on the album. So it's like, like you say, it's, it's with, none of us are walking directly in his shoes, so it's hard to judge that. However, I would say in, uh, in, in the stuff with and uh, sort of transition a little bit, the stuff that he's gone through with Donda's house, I think that was really a drop ball. And uh, it's interesting now because uh, you know Ron Fess and, and his wife Donnie Smith—they they're coming out now. They've announced a new name for that that uh, organization. Yeah, I've
2: seen that. I didn't. And, yeah, yeah, I seen that. I don't. I didn't really know the entire backstory about what happened. You know, you read stuff on social media here and there. So I, you know, I didn't comment on it or make a. Statement about it because I didn't really know what was going on or the whole backstory. If anybody want to fill me in, well,
1: I guess I, it, and I think it is it is some spots of the story I think that we haven't all heard. But mostly, you know, you had you had the thing going on Twitter where Ryan Fess sort of went on Twitter and spoke spoke out about Kanye and why you know he needs to do more to support the organization. Yeah. And then he got into the thing back and forth with Kim on on Twitter and then that sort of led to, you know, Kim saying that, you know, they're they're not doing their job with Donna's house the way that they should and that, you know, uh, you know, maybe she, they'll take control of it Donna's her and her house family. Is amazing. That's, and and, that, and that's a lot of a lot of the conflict, I think. People in Chicago online were speaking from our experiences and seeing Donda's house up close and seeing stuff that they have doing. Like, you know, they actually are doing a great job, and they should be commended for what they've been doing on with not too much money and being driven, you know, putting their hands, yeah. you know, on a day-to-day basis. And whereas, you know, a lot of other people who don't have that perspective just looked to Kim and was like, well... Or, or maybe you know she's just blowing out, you know, homeboy on his shoes and everything, and all this other stuff, and you know it, it was really a ugly situation. Yeah. But you know, in the end, it it's, it's left it's left the people here who are involved in the group to say, well, we're just going to change our name and change the, the organization's yeah. focus from away from, you know, unfortunately, from uh, representing Donda West and her legacy to. You know, you know, being this other name, uh, yeah. and they have. You know, we're going to continue the work that we're doing, but we you know, we just can't be associated with Kanye and, and his family anymore.
2: Yeah, I, I think the just hearing that, I think the bigger issue is that. I and this is a personal thing. I feel like you have a duty and a responsibility and an obligation to sow into the same space that created you. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that you can be from a space, take off and not give back because you wouldn't be who you are without that space, without that experience, without those people, without that atmosphere. Yeah. And if you have real people and real, you know, real things going on that you just by you speaking on it can give it life. I feel like that's your obligation and that's your duty. So, once again, I don't know the whole story. I don't know, you know, everything, you know, the whole backstory. But based on that information, I think that's the bigger underlying issue is that people just want the ones who can affect it in a positive way to do it. Yeah. And Kanye West can do that, yeah. you know. And it's kind of like these kids need you. Chicago needs you. These people out here need you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the opposite side, it's like, well, I'm here. This is where I'm at. I don't owe anybody anything, rightfully so. You don't owe anybody in this world anything. You don't. Mm-hmm. But I feel this is more of an integrity issue, if anything. Yeah. I feel like you should you should sow back into the places that made you who you are. And that's why I say he dropped the ball,
1: because I think that's really become a common characteristic, feeding uh, feeding back into the community. That's really become a common characteristic with artists from our city. Mm-hmm. What, whether you look from the top on down from Chance and Ryan Fest and Common. GLC. GLC, uh, Lupe, all the way yeah. on down to artists, you know the independent artists. You see, it's not hard to see people doing something on some level, whereas you know uh, charity shows or just coming out to different events and stuff. Or if they have, the, like I said, if they have their own foundations yeah. that they could feed into. Like, like I said, if you're Kanye West and you have, you had a foundation that was under your name at one point. You had a Kanye West Foundation that went broke, and then you have a foundation that named after your mother. It went broke. You know that's some that has, that says something about where his focus is, and I think that's unfortunate. But you know, like you said, he's a great artist. He is a, he is a part of this city, whether you know we like it or not. But and and, and we we always have the connection that we've had with him. But like I said, it, it right now it's sort of funny the way things are going, and you know hopefully that can be rectified yeah. in the in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh yeah, let's get pick it back uh as we as we close out here, man. Uh you know, Neek man, we have a, we had a great time talking with you, man. Yeah. The show coming up on uh June eleventh, yes, at Shuba's. Yes. Yourself, Chris Crack, Science and Johnny uh Johnny Johnny U. And uh, definitely recommend all of our listeners to go out and, and check that out. It would be a nice way to spend a Monday evening. Yeah. And listening to some, ni- listening to some real creative. Early show. Starts starts gourmet season will yeah. be in the house. Yeah, Gourmet. Sure. gourmet. It's Gourmet that. branded. Yeah, man. And uh, you know, definitely listen to some <laughs> great definitely music. Gourmet and, certified. And yeah, keep, yeah, definitely. And, and keep your eyes out on Deke, man. Kwezi Bar, the album, coming out later this year. And really, everything that 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 the homeboys are doing—from from, Rasheed to uh, Slide A to uh, Field Football Green, uh, Culture Forty Five—shout out to Culture Forty Five crew uh, and uh, Tyrone Davis, time man. Davis. Yes. Yeah, we yeah we will get y'all along sometime too, at some point, right man. man. Absolutely, uh, much you know, love to all them, man. I forced
2: him to be my mentor. He didn't even know it. I'm like, you my mentor. <laughs> you know that, right? He was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my man. I yeah. get a lot of stuff from him, just as far as outlook and perspective. Taiwan is a genius, a smart guy.
1: Right, that's, that's definitely man. That's definitely uh. say just uh, show love to all everybody out there in Chicago, cause yeah, like I said, with with our show, we want to show these positive images and these positive uh you know go getters out here who are doing things to really uh, impact. The city in a good way and show us show the depth of our creative scene now here. It's not it's not just the guys you see in the news. It's not just people you see getting shot at in New York and stuff. It's <laughs> oh, you know it's it's, it's it's a lot going here. That's that's you know it's a lot that's going on here organically <laughs> that uh, we should show love and support to. And it starts I I think with this brother D. Yeah, so appreciate uh, that. yeah, man, that's it, man. Gourmet season. Another Bobby. exclusive interview for your ear hole. take yes, it in. Thank you. And Thank uh you. much love to the brother Nick. and uh we'll be back. Gourmet
2: season. Appreciate that. More well, love. Bye.
0: You can catch us on V Radio